This is Brian from the soon-to-be champion Skybusters, and you are listening to Josh and Gar on the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix on Spotify. That is right, Brian. Thank you so much for that station identification. It is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. It is 5 p.m. sharp. I can already tell that since we started a month ago or started the regular season a month ago, the sun is in a much different position. It'll be dark by the time I'm doing these podcasts uh, not too long from now. But uh, yeah, we got a good show for you. It's podcast number 82. And uh, you know, we'll, uh, I'm feeling rocky today. We'll rock right into it. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you, Walters, for that great intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks. Oh, my God, my mic is turning. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson, and I don't think our other lovely host, the Joshua Mitchell, is back yet. Josh, if you're not I'm back. back. Oh, damn it. <sighs> Josh, say hi to the folks, I guess. Hi, folks. You can join our Discord for a little 24-7 chit-chatting, uh, you know, any day of the week you'd like to hit us up. You can also leave us voicemails for fave farves or questions or whatever else at anchor.fm slash hoodpod. If you want to kick it old school, you can uh, hit up our Gmail inbox, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. Josh, these people can also find out uh, more about our League of Record at hiddenoaksoverdose.com. Why should they go there? To see what I do in my off time. And to know why we are the superior league slash podcast. Bingo. It's good enough reason for me. I don't know I don't know any other podcasts slash leagues that has a website. A functioning website. <laughs> how, how, how functioning is it on a scale of uh, one to ten? Hey, if you go to your if you go to the website and you go to the league records or profiles, whatever it's t- tabbed as, and you click your player card, it rotates and shows your season stats. I mean, that sounds pretty functional to me, Josh. I'm going to give you at least six. And the names are holographic. What? Can I collect them all and trade them? Mm-hmm. Oh, bingo. We're making big business decisions now. Uh, but yeah, hiddenoaksoverdose.com. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below for all you lovely listeners that aren't here live. Got to thank my uh, my good friend at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful art he's been creating for us since our inception. Josh, how are we doing today? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, had a bit of uh, life happening in the chit-chat. Yeah, I mean, it says uh, Josh goes to the dentist, Josh. Uh, let's, let's hear about the, the dentist. Was it in a strip mall? Was this guy part-time? Mm-mm. I got to get the caramel out of my teeth to talk. Why, why would you... Are you literally eating a caramel apple as you're podcasting? Could you make a worse decision for the show? No, it's the... Caramel cashew trail mix from Target. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yes. No, I, <laughs> it was not in a Walmart. It was an actual dentist. Sure, they only had a handicap ramp. Might have been sign one that I shouldn't have gone there. But I went. Has it been the first time I've gone to one of those dentist doctors since uh, 2012, I believe. Um, for those of you doing math at home, that's just about nine years. Um, the last time I went in there, it was actually because I uh, 
had a feeling that uh, snapped off when I was chewing something and it hurt a lot. So I had to have that fixed, didn't get cleaned. But um, yeah, I walked out of there and they said, you know, overall not bad. I've seen worse. Only had two cavities and they're in the very back, so not a big dural. How are you, Gar? Good. I mean, I certainly had, you know, didn't go to the dentist, and I, uh, I don't have, any, I haven't had any cavities. I think for a couple of years, I really, really disrespected my teeth as a youth, but uh, I've turned it around kind of since I became a quote-unquote fake adult. Um, but yeah, so I mean, are they just gonna throw a little crown on those, uh, those bad boys? They're gonna fill them up, or how they're gonna, they just gonna go in there with a, you know, a pliers and rip them out? What's the prognosis well, here? I, I guess I didn't listen to what they had to say, but that's kind of why I'm eating the caramel is because <laughs> it's a very sticky substance and I figure it could just kind of gel them all together. I can say, I think I had like a, like an old metal crown or whatever they're called. I don't know dentist terms at all, but I think one time I was eating a Swedish fish and one of my like old crowns uh, came out while I was eating a Swedish fish. So if you're trying to, you know, mess with your teeth, a Swedish fish would be another good way to go on top of the caramel. Um... But yeah, so you're doing good. I'm doing good, Josh. You just want to hop right into the old, uh, the old Hidden Oaks original Fantasy Zone? Heck yes. Did you say it's a Hidden Oaks original? Wow. You know, I did say that, Josh. Hidden Oaks original segment. Um, who, who brings us the Fantasy Zone, Josh? Legos. Or, I mean, Skybusters. <laughs> Legos. Sorry. I was looking at my Lego kit that I'm playing with. Uh, Skybusters. Thank you, Skybusters. Well, Josh, you already kind of spoiled one of your food sponsors, but what are you munching and what are you sipping on over there? Oh, I got to crack open a nice cold pink lemonade spindrift sparkling water. Is that why? Why do you people drink static on purpose? I still don't understand it to this day. I hear they cause kidney stones and I should, I need to get some time off work. They cause kidney stones? That's not good. That's, uh, ugh. Okay, well now I feel uncomfortable. I've got uh, didn't have didn't have any Arnie's in the house, so I went back to one of the peach teas that I got from Audio Out. I believe this is can number thirteen out of the twenty-four he sent me. So thanks again, Audio Out, for providing me that peach tea. Uh, Josh, we got an email. Got a couple emails from Brian, but one of them, the subject line was all caps, not fan tasty. So I believe that uh, <laughs> that one's not supposed to be read aloud. It's more <laughs> for the league. And uh, Brian had to email me instead of texting me that. So we've got one, got one email from uh, from jo- from Josh from Brian this week, and I gotta get the button here. You've got mail. All right, let's see what Brian has to say. Subject line: Josh's broken heart. <clears throat> Gar, I'm hoping you can read this in your most soothing of voices. Last week we went through our best TV dramas. No less than seven times did Josh mention how bad the last season of Game of Thrones was. He said things like, if the last season wasn't so bad, it would have made his top five. I know how much he loved the show. I know how the last season was a buzzkill. I am currently rewatching it for about the fifth time. Just finished season four, which is probably the best season of TV ever. He sounds like a jilted lover. Hypothetically, when Nikita finds someone better, you should look back and remember the good times. The joy you have had... Not that she ran off with A-Raj. When I write my wives, Josh. <laughs> I, uh, I had pre-read this email and I wanted so bad to not, to not laugh at that part, but I could. <laughs> when I rate my wives, Josh. I don't look at... Uh, 
notes. All right. Trying to be serious. <clears throat> when I rate my wives, Josh, I don't look at only how it ended. I look at the whole of it. I hope you can do the same with Thrones and look back someday with fond, memory, with fond memories as I do with my past lovers. Love the grum, Brian. <laughs> uh, Josh, so I, hypothetically, as Brian put it, what, what do you think the timetable is uh, on the key to finding someone better? Ten. Nine. Oh no! Eight. That's, how, that's pretty quick. The walls, the walls I'm just watching, like the, watching the mailman walk up the driveway. So a little late for the mail service, isn't it? Does he? Does he say he's got a? Uh, he's got a special package for your wife. It's big. It's not the not the M A I L. It's the M A L E man. Oh no, the mailman. <laughs> All right, but uh, no, no, you don't. No rebuttal to. Uh, Brian's talk about looking back more fondly on Game of Thrones versus being a jilted lover. I mean, yeah, sure. You can look back at it and say there's that bright spot, but ultimately the ending is the ending, you know, and, and he may look back at the good times with his, his wives and, and rate them based on that. But he's, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and guess he's not going to go back to him. So it, uh, it's, it's probably, probably for the best i don't rewatch it because it's it's just kind of like the football season you know as a green bay fan i'm getting used to the slow build of success and awesomeness throughout the season only to be absolutely let down in the playoffs and yeah gotcha all right well brian yeah, and carmel carmel hit it on the head uh the last two seasons of game of thrones makes him want to jump into a Chuck E. cheese ball pit and i'm gonna go ahead and say after a toddler birthday party where diapers were not worn so Bingo. yeah <laughs> all right uh i will i'd like to put in a request for brian brian i know you're listening here live um i would like to put in a request for your next email for the fan tasty zone for next week or it doesn't, doesn't have to be next week but i'm sure you could get a quick turnaround on this um I would like you to rate your <laughs> rate your wives, rate your lovers in your next email, because um, you taught you said when I rate my wives. So I would like to I would like to see Brian's official rating of wives for next week. Uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, before we talk too much more about Josh's heartbreak, uh, I reached out to the senior correspondents for uh, for a little quarterly update. We're four weeks into the season, and uh, I know there's a 17 week season now, but uh, you know, four to 17 is still closer to a quarter than anything else. So, uh, you know, we got only one respondent back, uh, and that's okay. Uh, to take a moment of sincerity, a lot of our fans already do a lot for the show, so for me to just continue to expect more out of them is probably unfair, and I appreciate them just listening, but. I will say, if I were to call out one senior correspondent specifically, this fucking Micah guy, not Micah, I'm going to call him Micah out of disrespect, he called me yesterday from Australia at 5.30 in the morning. He's like, I might, I'm just sitting here grilling up the Bobby at the park. So this fucking guy calls me at 5.30 in the morning. He's like, hey, what do you want for a senior correspondent voicemail? You know, I can give you a little report. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, you just, you know, just do this. Just talk about your team. This fucker who called me at 5.30 in the morning didn't, didn't send anything in. Why are you... Why is he calling me? Uh, okay, it's 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 uh, it's uh, Josh. Why why do people do this? So now he can call at five fifteen in the morning. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but yeah, Micah. I don't know what your deal. Micah is up to like Nate levels of flake at this point. So I will I will call it him specifically. That salmon eaten upside down, having toilet going the wrong way. Fucking, I don't know. 
Australian guy. Spider try to kill you everywhere you go. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about? Senior correspondents. We do have uh, Carmel Bear on the field, our senior Colts correspondent. Let's see what he had to say. Oh, boy. Hey, boys. It's your newly freed friend Carmel Bear reporting from the edge of Jim Mercedes driveway waiting for my Uber. What should I say about the Colts that hasn't already been said by everyone here in Cornland? Grabbing their first win this weekend is great, but it's overshadowed by the fact that I think Carson Wentz should sit on a cactus. I'm not going to tell you why or how, but he's wronged me in more ways than I can count. If I'm Harry Potter, he's my glasses because he's useless since I can fix my own eyesight with magic. Speaking of which, when do glasses get so expensive? I'm about to just get two magnifying glasses and tape them to my eyes. Back to the Colts, though. Just like those old heads say, there's still plenty of football left, so maybe I'll be surprised and Wentz will finally utilize the team he's been given. Probably not. Josh, have you been underwhelmed by Wentz out in, uh, in Indianapolis so far? Yeah. Needless to say, there's not been a lot of whelming, so... It's been a bit of a downer for them, I guess. Obviously, they've had a lot of injury concerns preseason, during the season, and all that jazz. So, I don't know. They got time to turn around. Like you said, there's apparently 17 games this season. Do you think uh, Do you think he deserves the sentence only four weeks in of sitting on a cactus? Uh, I don't know. Maybe if it gets him to play better, maybe. Do you think sitting on a cactus is part of Jim Ursay's sex dungeon? I mean, Carmel had to get the idea from somewhere. It's true. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Carmel Bear. Thank you so much for uh, calling in as our senior Colts correspondent. Josh, the Fantasy Zone feels like it's uh, going on a long ways here. But uh, from the couple of the gridiron gossip discussions this week when we were talking about how to execute a fantasy trade or the Brady versus Bill convo, uh, how, what we expected versus what reality was, any, any major takeaways from you? I mean... I, I, I'm I'm going to go on record saying that I was, I believe, the only one that thought the game was going to be close, and it came down to just a doinked field goal. So I know um, Jack had said that Brady was going to do, uh, do well, um, but not necessarily blow the doors open, and but the defense would keep them, or have make that, a, you know, a Bucks route. Um, I wouldn't call it a Bucks route. I would say that overall in the scheme of things, the... Uh, Belichick won that whole thing. Both Billy B and uh, Little Bill, or whatever his son's name is, uh, they won. I mean, he, his son's got a meme now. So, I mean, he has, the dude has uh, a mullet. He was clearly like cracked out, methed out on speed, something. <laughs> no one licks their lips like that and messes with their tongue when they're just a normally sober, sober individual. There's no way. Yeah, no, that's true. Next week, we're going to see Nike on the sideline wearing a headset. <laughs> He might call uh, some good plays, though. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Sunday night was an interesting game. I mean, I know there's no real moral victories in the NFL, but if there is moral victories, I think you have to give one to uh, the Patriots. I thought they played, you know, the apparent, the apparent world beaters, Tampa Bay, pretty darn good, considering Mac Jones was their guy. Um, Josh, let's talk about your polls before we get out of the fantasy zone. Yeah, so last week... Um, I asked who is going to, what is more likely to be a true conspiracy? And the winner is the refs making calls to keep the game close with four people voting. Two votes for the Lions actually being cursed and two votes for sewer alligators. Um, so that was actually a trick question. Uh, they're all true conspiracies. So bonus points to anybody who voted more than once. Um, this week's I've already added, uh, I put up last night, with which was which one in three team will finish with the best record? Vikings, Steelers, Texans, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles, Colts. Uh, so far, there have been four respondents. One for the Vikings, one for the Dolphins, one for the Pats, and one for the Colts. 
Do you think Carmel Bear voted for anyone but the Colts, or do you think Carmel Bear actually, you know, tried to rep his boys real quick? You know, I could tell you right now. All right, let's hear it. Who voted for the Colts? Carmel Bear. Oh, Carmel. This guy, he doesn't, he's just, he's a masochist, I think. Uh, all right, Josh, thanks for talking about your massive polls. Uh, all you people out there, make sure to vote in those. And thank you, uh, Skybusters, again, for bringing us the Fan Tasty Zone segment this week. Josh, quick little Gars Grinder here before we hop into the podcast play along. Uh, my Gars Grinder for the week has to be that uh, that younger blonde co-ed uh, in the Columbus, Ohio bar. I believe it's uh, like Urban Meyer's whiskey house or you know whiskey, some sort of tap room, whiskey something. Uh, she was definitely doing some grinding, and she might... Uh, she might be taking down an entire organization. I'm not going to say she had to work hard to do that. It sounded like it was a, a house of cards and all it needed was this final blow. But this blonde woman in Ohio, she seems to be uh, a grinder taking on the whole organization. I don't know if you saw the second angle, Josh. I think everyone by this point saw the first angle. But the second angle, you can see uh, Ur- old Urban taking a couple fingers and looks like she was trying to, you know, like they say in the trailer park boys, looks like he was trying to check the oil of the old, uh, the old mistress in front of him. So, I mean, shout out to this lady for uh for being gar's grinder this week josh i go. have not seen any angle so oh well let's just say there's a second angle and there's a couple there's a couple fingers going somewhere josh anyways okay. uh, we'll move on to the hidden oaks original uh the podcast play along josh what's uh who, who who are we gonna start testing for performance enhancing drugs in this podcast play along dave what makes him so good do you think honestly i don't know He's he's a Bears fan, correct? Ah, uh, he is for some reason. I mean, so it's not that. Maybe maybe the ineptitude of his uh, professional sports team is why he's so good at this because he knows who not to play. That might be it. Uh, I also know. So Dave Dave won last week or won the contest. Doesn't mean a whole lot, but. Just good to get a high score in there. Josh, do you respond well to negative reinforcement? Because last week I basically shamed you. I was like, Josh, how come we haven't been talking about you in any of these top three so far? And then lo and behold, here your name is in second, 157.82. Do I just have to shame you into performing well the rest of the season or what? Yeah, probably. I'll take it. <laughs> Will you? Yeah, no, I guess I got lucky. I had Patterson in my lineup and yeah. So that that helped out a little bit, considering he put up a bajillion thousand points. Gotcha. And then uh, shout out to Elena, hashtag girl boss, hashtag girl power. She put up almost 150. She took the third spot. I believe that's our first woman that cracked the top three. So shout out to her. Love to see it. My dream this season is for uh, an all-woman top and, three. And we have, I think we had someone week two. Did we? It's possible. I know a couple, a couple hit the top five week two. I don't know if they made the top three. Um, it's really possible, though. I don't remember. If I'm being honest, uh, but David uh, and Derek keep their places first and second. Um, obviously, we're not even to the full five weeks yet, so these are going to start moving around. But Brad sneaks back into the top three. Um, they've all got over 500 points. David's about to crack 600. Last week, the top three were David, Derek, and Hammer. So Brad is uh, came up and gave Hammer the boot. Josh, who was your stud or dud last week in the podcast play along, and how'd they do? I had Max Williams, tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. He had a touchdown, 66 yards, which was good enough for him to get 15.1 points, which was 3.4 times his value. So yet another winning week for Josh. 
Nice. That's pretty good. Uh, I predicted uh, Sam Darnold as a dud against the Dallas Cowboys. You would have paid a, a full uh, 72 hunch on him. This fucking guy puts up almost 34 points, 33 and a half points. He was a 4.7 times value, and uh, I fucking stink. I think I don't think I've gotten a single one right this year so far of trying to grab a guy I like or a stud or a dud of the podcast play along. So whatever I say, you should at this point, you should do the opposite of, I think. Yeah, no, I was going to make a comment about how bad you are, but thank you, you covered it for me. All right, go tuck yourself in, Josh. This week, though, I'm finally turning around. I'm taking the lowest hanging fruit I possibly can, but my stud for the week is going to be Debo Samuel. Dude has been absolutely balling out of his mind out in San Fran. Trey Lance is starting, so the Arizona Cardinals are going to be seeing a little different look. Arizona Cardinals let Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson throw up a bunch of receiving yards on him. I'm expecting this game to be a shootout uh, for only 7700 I know it's more expensive for players, but i got to imagine Debo puts up no less than 25 this week. So I'm taking Debo as a bona fide stud. And he's a running back, or he's a wide receiver for San Francisco, in case that's not clear, Mr. Bryant. Yeah, I have Jamal Williams running back for Detroit, and they're playing Minnesota. He's worth, or he's... He would cost you six grand. Um, I feel like he's going to be the hot hand against Minnesota, so he's going to be a stud. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say on record 250 all-purpose yards, four touchdowns. That's uh, That seems a bit extreme, don't you think? I mean, we held Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb to only – I think only Kareem Hunt had a touchdown. The team only scored 14 points total. So you really think that's how it's going to go? 350 all-purpose yards and five <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> That's what we called the triple down, folks. Uh, and what was uh, Jamal Williams? You said he was a running back for Detroit. Is that correct? Yes, that's the team with the lion as their logo, blue and silver. Uh, kind of a laughing stock. Clown music probably plays in the background of their highlights. All right. So before we move on, Josh, four weeks in, do you feel like you've hit your stride? You've hit a top three now? Is there is there a certain strategy you were trying early in the podcast play along that you're going to switch it up with now? Or let's... Uh, uh, I guess what do you what have your observations been the first four weeks and how are you going to really try to put up these high scores here? Because I think Derek has the the single highest score right now with like a one ninety eight or something. And once we get into the part where you know we've all got five, six, you know, ten scores in there, it's going to be hard to crack that two hundred. I think Derek might have this thing sewn up if no one can touch him that high. Um. Well, Derek or David. Derek. David has a lot of like good like like one thirty to one fifties. Derek is held up by a one ninety eight performance right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean as far as strategy goes, I just you know, I, I think I started off just picking guys I wanted. Now I'm gonna go ahead and pick guys that are gonna do well. Oh, okay. So you so the first, you know, three weeks you're just like, I'll just pick whoever. And now you're gonna start picking guys that are actually gonna do good. Yeah, you know, we'll call it the handicap weeks. That's kinda nice. You give everyone some false hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right all right josh we'll go ahead and move uh move on from the podcast play along to your little quick hitter here the josh is joker josh who's the joker this week and why well we're just gonna go ahead and keep the keep the ball rolling with uh with the old jaguars and they're kind of a joke right now 19 straight losses on the cusp of setting a, a league record with 20 straight uh urban meyer is an absolute dog water human being uh probably doesn't even deserve that title um, and then they don't have anybody like Minshew to rally behind. They just, you know, Minshew was their last quarterback with a win. And uh, that was week one of last year. So it's a little embarrassing. Um, Urban Meyer, I think, I mean, there's a lot of different controversies about him when you got hired. And, you know, first off, he's racist. Second off, he's racist. Third off, he's apparently sexist. Um, 
And yeah, just overall not a good human being. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say he, he's not going to last another couple weeks. Yeah, time time will tell for old Urban out there. Ditching the team to go drink, even if it is the mini buy on a Thursday night. That's uh it's an interesting look. Josh, we got the we got the Hidden Oaks highlights here, and this obviously has to be Hidden Oaks original because it's the Hidden Oaks highlights. Um week four we had a side bet. Uh what was it? How'd the people do? Oh, oh. Uh, week four is forget about buys. Uh, a team with the biggest drop in total weekly score from week three to four with no empty starters. Uh, just so happened to be the Wilbert from downtown. Um, I'm trying to pull up the scores now, but he had a complete difference, or he had a drop of 66 points. Second was yours truly with 37. Um, third was Hammer, who somehow managed to drop 20 points, even though he only scored 80 last week. Um, and then Jeremy with uh, 19.3, Brian with 17 and a quarter, and Derek with seven. Everybody else did better than the final the week before. Not bad. So uh, you know, if people were noticing, they didn't hear my name in that first group of uh, first group of people. That means I did better week over week. Side bets continue to be a sham, and um, I think this was my own typo. So the the side bet titles actually forgot about bias, and I think it's ironic because probably for the last couple of years there have been week four bye weeks, but I think now with seventeen games, there was no bye weeks this <laughs> this week four, so we probably should have moved this to a different week. So we ourselves forgot about bias. So it's a little uh, little double edged humor that going on there. A lot, lot going on. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Willie won five bucks. He's a loser and a winner. Good for him. Josh, the blowout of the week. This one's um, – I think Dr. Jamie Hammer might have her hands full because uh, Eric, a.k.a. Go Joe Burrow, um, he beat Hammer, catch 22, 124.2 to 60.4, over doubled his score. Hammer is 0-4 on the year. He has no signs of hope. As you mentioned, Hammer was third in the in the you know the side bet, so he went from 80 down to 60. I mean, this guy absolutely stinks. He might he, he's known to like to visit the aquarium up in Duluth. Hammer might go jump in the shark tank at this point because he is uh, there's no sign of hope for this individual. I don't think they have a shark tank. Josh, you're not going along with the bit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, world's biggest shark tank, I believe, in Duluth. <laughs> yeah, Kevin O'Leary and Mark Cuban are going to just sit there and give him the people's elbow over and over until, uh, until his heart stops. Oh, but, yeah. So I believe they were both 0-3 going into that game. So Eric gets his first big win, and um, yeah, it's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a tough look for Hammer to be the biggest blower of the week from uh, another 0-3 guy. Uh, the nail biter of the week was uh, straight cash, homie, over Henry Gone. Give it to you. It was 130.5 to 125.5, so an exact five-point difference. I know it's not as close as some other leagues, but uh, we could get some high scores in this in this league with our you know our little modification to uh, the QBs, and then you know we got PPR going. So we're not always going to be the closest games, depending on how your players perform. But uh, shout out to Derek for winning a nail biter. I believe he started 0-2, and now he's clawed his way back up to two. Too, so good job derek josh yeah. we got uh, we got the highs and lows team you've been keeping track of here for the first four weeks why don't you go ahead and tell us who's who's made these teams and who should we belittle well we're gonna go ahead and bully uh quarterback for the lows justin fields with a measly nine points uh running backs we had gaskin and drake put up 0.3 and 0.2 both happen to be owned by none other than <laughs> hammer <laughs> Wide receiver and wide receiver, 
uh, Ayuk and Lamb uh, put up 2.5 and 3.3 respectively. Logan Thomas got hurt right away. He put up zero. Uh, flex position, Heinz Ward. Not Heinz Ward. Wow, what year is it? <laughs> Name Heinz. Ward. <laughs> <laughs> what are Name we watching Hines the Dark Knight Rises? Pretty much. And then... Um, Thankfully, the Rams defense uh, underperformed the Saints. Otherwise, it would have been the Saints, who I own. Um, but the Rams with negative five. We had a three-way tie with kickers with one point, McManus, Joseph, and Carlson. If you'd have had that team, you would have stunk and got 12.75 points in a full PPR league. I mean, Nine ha- of which came from your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer made up three of those players, so that's, that's kind of why he only put up 60 on the week. I know Titan doesn't yeah. listen, but I know Eric's out there in uh, Latvia will appreciate your Heinz Ward shout-out. I also will notice, though, that you, Eric, Mr. Landvik himself, you always spell Eric with a K now, I think, because of Eric's, but uh, I guarantee super white guy, American white guy Eric is spelled with a C, so in case you care, I, just yeah, think, I, that, I think that's cute. Yeah. Yep, I noticed that. Um, moving on to the highs, uh, we hit Mahomes with 34.5, Barkley with 29.5, Austin Eckler with 29.5. Tyreek Hill with 47.6. Oh, no. Debo Samuel with 35.7. Dawson Knox with 20.7. Corey Davis with 21.1. The Bills defense with 21. And then Bass with 16. That roster, which eh, probably isn't ownable, 255.7 points. Yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do I need to just start complaining about my players and being on the uh, the loser list? Because you you last week you threw out uh, just the whiniest whine that whine could whine about your tight end thinking. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now you're on the highs list. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dawson Knox himself, I'm pretty sure he just quadrupled my entire tight end position performance for the first three weeks uh, with his 21 points here because I had two zero bombers in there week two and week three. I mean, he was on the waiver wire. I think I originally picked up like Austin Hooper or something. Like That's who I put in my waiver claim for last Tuesday. And then uh, Dawson Knox was still available on, I think, Thursday or Friday. And, you know, I just went in there and I looked at the free agents and I sorted by position rank and Dawson Knox before this week was ranked like eighth. And I was like, I don't know why this guy's available, but I'll go ahead and put him in there since I got Josh Allen already. And, uh, and yeah, like, I'm very happy that I actually have a tight end who can play now instead of getting me zero yeah. points. Yeah, no, I uh, think he had a solid week the week before as well. I know that because um, when I was doing my um, picks for um, the week or the play along, I had I was debating between Max Williams and Dawson Knox, and for my pick, and I picked Williams, so then I put in Knox, and of uh, so I had Knox this week in the uh, play along. So that's another reason I did decent. Nice, not bad. Well, Josh, we talked about doing a little quarterly report here. We're four weeks in. Let's just go ahead and check out, peep out these standings. Um, we don't have to go super in-depth here since we're also doing some bonus content later. But uh, I guess week four, uh, <laughs> four weeks in, or yeah, we going into week five, four weeks in. How are you feeling, Josh? I see you all the way down there in 12th. Is life rough for you? What's, what's your game plan to get out of this, or have you already given up? Yeah, no, I'm on to next year. <laughs> oh, okay. On to 2022, huh? No, no, no. I'll be fine. There's, there's, you know, my team hasn't necessarily gelled. It's not like I'm doing the worst in points for, although I probably am. And, but uh, I just need to, 
I just need to string a couple wins together. You know, it only takes a couple weeks to get back on to 500. And once I get up to 500, it's it's smooth sailing from there. So gotcha. I'm, I'm pretty happy with my, uh, pretty happy with my team. No, I'm not. I hate this team. Can we redraft? I mean, so do you feel like the Justin Fields experiment has officially failed or is he still going to be your every week starter going forward? Oh, I already have Daniel Jones in my starting spot. <laughs> oh, you got, you picked up Danny Dashes? And I'm I'm sitting here and I'm trying not to punch myself in in the face over my stupid decision, but I took uh, Danny Dashes out of my lineup and put in Justin Fields on Sunday morning. Yep, little Kept tinker Danny Dashes and I had one. Oh no! So you really you, you you know as as some other podcasts would say, since we only steal our good bits, you accidentally shot yourself on that one. No, that's a that's a ridiculous way of putting it. I would just say that I uh, outthunked my think. So gotcha. I can say you're twelfth in points for Josh, so it's perfectly fitting that you're in twelfth place in these standings. By the way, yeah. What about my points against? Uh, points against. You are ranked. Uh, okay. Does this go from lowest to you are? You do have the most points against, for what it's worth. Yeah. Guy. You're also 0-2 on the road, Josh. So maybe you just need a better uh, you need a better uh, road, a better traveling team. We have home yeah, and away you know, games in this for some reason. I, yeah, there's uh, there, there was something wrong with the Jets a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, they just yeah we just couldn't get off the tarmac in time, caused a little bit of delay. So um, guys were a little bit frustrated. So we're we are going to look into getting a different uh, private jet funding uh, funder, and so we may need to. Uh, we may need to hop on one of them SpaceX time machines and make it work. Gotcha. That'd be pretty neat. Well, we will go over the standings here, and I see Jesse is here listening live. Um, so it would be disrespectful of me if I didn't acknowledge while he's still here and before he goes away some, for some reason. Jesse is our number one ranked team. Jesse is one of three 4-0 teams. DK Racing is atop the league. And, of course, since there's three 4-0 teams, Jesse is reigning supreme. He must have the most points for between the three of them. Second place is Team Mitchell, a.k.a. your lovely wife, Nikita. Nikita starts 4-0. Hashtag. Uh, girl boss hashtag feminism i mean that's you know, that's a good start for her i know she's usually been a contender but to start out four no you've got to be doing a lot of things right and then uh our second year guy must be hitting his sophomore surge here jonathan taylor thomas aka pribber now um over on the corner there of johnson and what is that 106th he is uh he is also four and oh josh of these top three teams all four and oh who do you think is going to go the furthest my wife. Oh, I'm sure there's there's no bias in that at all either. The fact that Jesse's dominating. Uh, yeah, Jesse's one of those guys that all we need to do is you know drop off a mysterious six pack of brewskis on a Saturday evening, and uh, he'll forget to set his lineup. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll 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 take the payment, is what you're saying. Jesse can be bought off. Oh yeah easily <laughs> jesse does agree with you in the chat jesse acknowledges he can get bought off um but yeah i mean i guess i don't know the makeup of nikita's team i mean i'm sure you're in the obviously you're in the house of their like what what's making her team so dominant right now a lot of the um a lot of the questions she asks me and in my input i believe um, and then she does the opposite Yes. No, that's actually true. No, she's got, I know she has Eckler and Herbert who have been off to a pretty solid start. And she's got Hawkinson who had really good first couple weeks. Um, I mean, overall, I would say that her team is very consistent. I think that she's trying to find it right now, but I believe that her team has been um, right around that 120, 130 point range every week. 
Um, but we can save that for the bonus pod too, because I don't think people like Brian or myself want to talk about this too long right no, now. No, Brian already left. Uh, I'm in fourth place. I'm the only three and one team. I will acknowledge that Jesse in the chat said weak opponents. I don't know if he's saying he had weak opponents or Nikita did, but of the top three four and zero teams, Nikita has the most points against by a solid like 53. Jesse has 420 against, and then uh, Jeremy has 415 against. So Jesse has easier opponents than Nikita for sure. Uh, anyways, I'm in fourth at three and one. Josh Allen is definitely carrying me and i appreciate that once dalvin cook comes back i think my team is going to be unstoppable with debo and terry as long as uh dawson knox can keep performing in my tight end slot we've got uh four two and two teams here so we're going through we're going position fifth through eighth we got skybusters up top and we got Henry going to give it to you the hot chub time machine and the straight cash homie um I can, I'm going to try and look at their streaks here. looks like Brian has lost two in a row, whereas Derek has won two in a row. So Brian is on the schneid where Derek is on the come-ups. Um, out of all these kind of middle-of-the-road teams, Josh, obviously we're only four weeks in. Just give your brief thought on who do you think is going to you know, keep rising and who do you think is going to fall back down to the, the loser's bracket. Um, I'm going to say you know, Derek's team is like – He's got 30 less points than Willie, um, and almost, I think, yeah, most people in, in the one and three range have the same, if not more, points than Derek. Um, so I think Derek's going to drop from his two and two spot. Um, he's still on that uh, championship hangover, I think, so that's going to be my guess. Sure, yeah, and if it came to, we only take seven playoff teams a little different from most uh most leagues if the playoffs were today obviously they're not but if they were today Derek would uh, be the first loser because uh he just doesn't have enough points for with all those middle of the road teams uh we next have five one and three teams we got that's hilarious uh in ninth obi-wan mahomi in 10th uh jamie's had a rough start gojo burrow in 11th eric just got his first win over hammer team name josh you're one and three so the the team name change only saved you for one week he lost again uh, and then Bradley is in 13th place at the last uh, in the last place spot. So Josh, you just lost to the guy who's in 13th place. Does that hurt your soul? I mean, when you look at his points four, he got half of them against me. <laughs> yeah. So, so what have you done for me lately, Josh? He's on a one game winning streak, one in a row, baby. Yeah. Well, he's still in 13th, and I'm still in 12th. So how are you feeling? you guys can fight over those two i think the difference is two ping pong balls in that range <laughs> and then uh hammer i already talked about hammer's 0-4 he's our only 0-4 team he's in last place 14th he only has 367 points for which is almost 75 less maybe more than 75 less than the next guy which i believe is brad so uh that's uh that's tough does hammer pull it around at all he's missing cmc george kittle and alan robinson have underwhelmed so his literally his top three picks have uh really let him down is there any saving hammers team or should he should he just keep uh should he stay at the bottom no comment he's he's done oh, for. oh no i think where's uh, a fork when you need it yeah that's that's gonna have to be one of our medical minutes here in the ne up next upcoming weeks especially if hammer continues to lose we're just gonna need a live welfare check on the different things jamie would look for when she's checking for human life because i don't think hammer has any left <laughs> Woo! ladies and gentlemen we got him 
All right. Uh, you, you know your jokes are good when you laugh at your own. <laughs> Moving on to week five, Josh, really, really quickly. Uh, our side bet for this week is Hans' team, so it's the team with the highest combined number of receptions among all started wide receivers. Uh, I don't know if that was the exact wording or if you changed it. So are you saying even if they start a wide receiver in the flex, we'll count that, or is it just the two wide receiver dedicated spots? Just the two wide receiver dedicated spots. Gotcha. So whoever's got Keenan Allen is uh, looking good for this one. Um, Adam Thielen can catch a bunch of uh, you know underneath dunks as well. So you know look for maybe if your maybe if your team's on the Schneid like Hammer, just go for a bunch of guys that gets lots of targets and put those guys in this week so you can at least get five bucks back from this from this place. Josh, looking ahead to next week, do you want to just quick predict a nail biter and a blowout? Just had a very very rapid thought. I'm going to get blown out. Nikita's going to have a close one, but she's going to win. Gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and say we got one and three Brad playing one and three um, Eric. Gojo Burrow versus Over the Hill. I'm going to think this will be the nail biter just based on projection. And I think, oof, I don't, I'm not going to take the, uh, the low hanging fruit and hammer. I'm not going to say hammer's going to get blown out because that'd be mean. Um, I mean, I'll just stick with the, uh, no, uh, ugh, this is tough. I'm going to say, I'm going to say T blows out Garrett. That's hilarious. Blows out Henry Gunn. Give it to you because that's the opposite of what the projections say. So I'm trying to be spicy. All right. That's uh, everything for the Hidden Oaks highlights, Josh. This week, moving into the medical minute here, we've got uh, what what topic did you want Jamie to cover again? I forget. Turf toe. Did you want Jamie to cover turf toe? So if this, if this medical minute was turf toe, would you be very excited about that? Yeah. Well, Josh, medical hour. Let's let's see what uh, Dr. Jamie Hammer has to say about turf toe. Hey guys, Woo! this is Dr. Hammer tuning in for this week's episode of the Medical Minute. Here comes the highly contested, highly anticipated episode regarding turf toe. I thought this was a joke, but when I actually started reading about it, it's a very common injury called first metatarsophalangeal joint sprain. Let me break Oof, this down yep. for you. Metatarso means ankle, phalanx means toe. So it's that joint between your ankle and your toe. And if you sort of like stand on your foot and point your toe, you feel exactly what I'm talking about, just as if you were about to get down in sort of a tackle position. These injuries are more common on turf, which is why it's called turf toe, because something about the artificial turf makes your foot flex into an uncomfortable position. It's that hyperextension that causes this injury. You might have heard of it before, specifically last year because Chief Quarterback Patrick Mahomes, my boy, in Super Bowl 55 was experiencing a turf toe injury, and he ended up needing surgery on February 9th in order to sort of fix this up after the Super Bowl had completed. Potentially lethal surgery. So let's talk about why people need different levels of interventions regarding their turf toe. If you just have a grade one injury, you just sort of hyperextend that joint and things go back to normal, you're going to have a little bit of pain, but you pop in a rigid support in your toe that prevents that hyperextension, you ice it and elevate it, you can get back on the field the next day. If you partially rupture this or you get a grade two turf toe injury, you're going to need at least two weeks of rest with crutches in order to sort of recuperate and then you can come back to practice with rigid support. Finally, if you're like Patrick Mahomes, you got that grade three injury, significant tear in that joint ligament, and you're going to need three to four months of rest, and about 2% of folks actually need surgery in order to fix this. How do you know which grade it is? If you start getting up into grade three, you're getting swelling, bruising, instability of that joint, and like poor Patrick Mahomes, you do the two weeks of rest, you use crutches, and then after you're still not able to rehabilitate, you're going to need to get surgery on this. So that was turf toe in a nutshell, definitely not fake. Um, curious to see what other players you guys have heard of with turf toe and what sort of recovery has looked like and if I've sort of 
presented this in a way that makes sense. Look forward to hearing it. See you guys next week. Jamie loves saying looking forward to whatever. That's a big, That's I think that's Jamie's like token saying is looking forward to it or looking forward to whatever. So I just want to point that out. But anyways, Josh, um, so she talked about the three different grades of turf towing. You know, I heard once upon a time when you were strapping up the old fullback helmet for Hamlin University, You the way you talked about it, you must have had at least a grade eight to grade nine turf tow condition situation, whatever you call it. So let's, let's hear about your turf tow. Yeah. No, I think I might be the only uh, diagnosed case of turf toe stage 19 and uh had to have a full foot replacement um and so yeah i'm sitting here with a robot foot everybody um but no in all seriousness mine was probably a 1.25 because i couldn't put any pressure on my foot because any sort of hyper extension or any sort of extension on that toe joint or that um tendon whatever um would send pain searing through my foot um and so they did have the rigid supports, which were just uncomfortable. So you're trying to do a lot of different things on one foot and or one and a half feet. Um, it's not a fun injury, especially when people like Garlic are over here saying it's fake news, Tom. But um, it is definitely one of those things where that little joint, you, you never would have thought it would cause that much pain, but it's, it's, it's there. Yeah, I mean, to my knowledge, Josh, and I'm, I'm no medical expert myself, but for everything I know about the human body, feet uh, are important for for us uh, bipedal individuals. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously I was belittling your turf toe a bit, Josh, but it's kind of just like everything else in life. You you will sit there and belittle turf toe until it happens to you, or you'll, I mean, unless you really care about something, you will also belittle it. Like, you'll sit here and you'll care about me mocking like a Packers players mo- running into each other, but then, you know, in the other sentence, you'll be like, uh, Troy Aikman sounds like a guy who's had a lot of concussions so you know it's just it's just how how it applies to the person is how much you care about it i don't i make i mock turf toe because i've never had to deal with it as i'm sure as soon as i have turf toe myself i will uh, i will sing a different tune but um i don't spend a lot of time on turf i don't imagine myself having the turf toe but uh i'm I don't gonna bl- replace all your insoles with turf <laughs> oh, you wouldn't dare i've already got tommy's soles i only walk on red carpet baby uh but no i mean i don't think i've heard anyone talk about turf toe this season so far ha- have have you because I, I don't think i've heard that uh, uttered uh this year so far no and i think like on the espn app and stuff if you're looking at injury designations they'll say like toe or um sometimes even ankle injury so and that's kind of yeah they they probably got uh, belittled just like i did when they brought up turf toe so players are asking them to say yet yeah, no gunshot wound um you know things like that gunshot wound uh yeah i mean i also know that it's been a it's been it's been a talking point for a long time from like the nflpa like the players union like they've been fighting for like all grass fields for a long time i don't i don't know if that'll ever actually happen i don't know maybe that'll be some bargaining chip you know the owners will finally throw in someday even though the owners have seem to have all the power in every negotiation they've ever had but um i mean obviously turf toe won't completely go away but um i mean do you think going to all grass fields across the whole nfl will make the difference or make a significant difference i should say Unlikely, considering a lot of uh, practice fields will probably remain turf. Um, and it's not necessarily 100% guaranteed that they don't get it just because of the amount of force that they use. Um, but I think it would definitely minimize the risk. Um, and so I'd like to encourage everyone to go to change.org and sign our petition to reduce the uh, uh, life debilitating injury known as turf toe. Sure. Josh, uh, what? So we know all these. <laughs> we should probably move on. But uh, last question for you here, Josh, on the since you're on the turf toe bandwagon. Um, what, um, 
if you had to, so all these different like cancer and you know breast cancer, all these different cancers or diseases, they have ribbons and they have different colors. What would the color be for the turf toe ribbon that you would wear on like walks and marches and stuff? Um, probably the color of um, like loose soil that had just been urinated on. So like a a, a moist brown, you would say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't make it green, obviously, because that would be almost be like PTSD for these turf toe people. Yeah, exactly. Now you're now you're catching on. Now you're a turf toe-ian. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm here to support you, Josh. I'm sorry I was tearing you down earlier. Anyways, thank you so mm-hmm. much, Doctor Jamie Hammer, for covering turf toe. Uh, I don't think I'm going to hide the Discord after all. I don't, you know, I don't really care about the number of channels in the, at the bottom there. So if you ever have any requests for a, uh, a medical minute segment, sh- shoot it out to Doctor Jamie Hammer. Obviously, no guarantee she'll cover it. She only knows so much about uh, so many things, and you know, she's a person who has her own interests as well. But if you got a request, go ahead and throw it in that channel. I know Jamie will see it. I know she's uh, she's a lurker. She'll see it. Josh, let's move on to the Hidden Oaks original. Fave Farm. And we'll have to be a little quicker this week, but, um, you know, I feel like this is going to be a quicker segment anyways. So uh, the topic this week is written news sources, Josh. And I know you made a joke earlier in the uh, in the Discord that you feel like this is a shot at all the non-readers out there, but certainly written journalism, I think it's fair to say, is a dying art. I know I get most of my, unless you're talking about like Twitter, and that's, you know, 240 characters or less or whatever, or 280, whatever it is. So, um, you know, what were you, do you read, do you read at all, uh, I guess would be the question I start with you. Um, so that right there is an offensive question to those that can't read, such as myself. <laughs> Just um, asking them if they read? Yeah, no, I, I don't necessarily read a whole lot, but I did manage to come up with four things that uh, um, I, I can usually get some news from. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's certainly a bit of a dying art. I know for myself, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> that's against HIPAA. You also spelled HIPAA wrong. It's two A's, you jackass, instead of two P's. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I get most of my news. Like, I don't, uh, I get most of my, because like, I don't watch like Fox News at eight or whatever. I get most of my news from like Twitter or TikTok or Reddit. And so, you know, it's just a different generation. But um, we had one fan submission this week. So I think the fans knew that we were going to be talking about, uh, you know, our league ad nauseum. So we're going to need a shorter fan segment here. But we did get uh, Carmel Bear, his little resurgence to the pod here. He gave us a senior correspondent and he gave us his fave far written news sources. I'm sure that's why Brian stopped listening because he didn't even chime in and he's the only guy we know reads. So. The only fan submission this week, Carmel. Let's hope you blew it away. Let's hear your Faye Favre written news sources. Hey, boys. Carm here with this Faye Favre written news sources. At number four, we're going with the Wall Street Journal. I love walls and streets, so this is a given. At number three, we have the Indianapolis Star. Local news is almost as more important than national. How can I live without my local paper telling me a Chick-fil-A is opening up next to the Menards? At two, we have the New York Times. It has excellent investigative writing, solid fact-checking, and a more grounded editorial policy than most. It's the gold standard. At number one, we have Playboy. I'm more of a visual learner, so for obvious reasons, this news source is my favorite, and yours too, you goddamn liars. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I would have been disappointed if someone didn't throw in a Playboy joke this week. So big shout out to Carmel Bear, uh, hitting it out of the park with our one fan submission. Uh, so thank you so much, Carmel Bear. Uh, Josh, any any of those, uh, any from Carmel Bear's list, make your list or make your honorable mentions? Do you, you got Playboy in there? I do not, no, but none of them made my list. Interesting. You're not a Wall Street Journal. I, th- I thought of all of them, maybe Wall Street Journal would be one you hit up, but uh, 
but maybe not. So, I mean, Josh, you you sounded lukewarm on your list. Does that does that indicate to me you don't want the walk off shot, or do you still feel pretty Definitely good about your number one? Okay, okay, I'll take it. Uh, my 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 list is semi serious for sure. Um, so, I mean, so you'll go first then, Josh. Do you have any honorable mentions for your written news sources, or is there anything else you want to share before go, diving into your list? Um, I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and share that. Uh, take my list lightly. Okay, Josh, big, big reader. Big, big reader. Oh, so you, I suppose I should start, should yeah, I? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> That's how this works. So going, going with my uh, number four, I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, Daily Prophet, and that is the uh, newspaper source in Harry Potter that let everybody know that he who must not be named has returned. Okay. Um, I had a couple honorable mentions myself. I really love, uh, I used to get The Economist back when I thought I was going to be some big some big business guy. I had a magazine subscription to The Economist. It's actually a pretty interesting magazine for sure. It's a different way of looking at the world and looking at the world's uh, problems through money because I think through most problems you follow the money. Another honorable mention would be uh, The Player Tribune. Uh, you're, you're never really going to get a whole lot of substance out of The Player Tribune. For people who don't know, that's uh, professional pl- sports players go on there and write articles themselves or you know probably someone else writes it in their name but like Kyle Rudolph wrote a big one when he left Stefan Diggs wrote one when he left the Vikings as well so it's just cool to see the players like give a little tribute to their usually when they're leaving a team or retiring I enjoyed reading those but those are my honorable mentions. Number four for me, Josh, in my fave four written news uh, sources, I'm going to go with Defector slash Deadspin. I mean, there's no, there's probably no one time in the year I read more than when Drew uh, McGarry starts releasing his Why Your Team Sucks articles. And so he used to do it on Deadspin. Now he does it for Defector. And, uh, you know, that's I read all 32 articles every year. And so that's those are long reads, too. That's a lot of reading. So if that didn't make my list, I'd just be lying to myself. But uh, couldn't put it any higher than four josh what's your number three uh my number three is the espn plus previews that you get on your phone um nobody wants to pay 4.99 a month to read uh the news so you just got to get it from those uh three paragraph or three sentences um of a preview they give you yeah i mean shout out to espn for the previews <laughs> my number three i went with npr um they they do obviously they're most known for their radio shows but they actually do some pretty good writing as well and uh if you're ever trying to have any sort of political or you know you know international or domestic issue debate with your friends i feel like there's not not too many neutral news sources out there and i think npr is one of them just because um you know they're not going for the the big dollars that all these other you know fox newses and cnn's and msnbc's all those other jackasses are trying to make all the money and npr is uh you know not trying to not trying to play the same game so you know i really appreciate uh you know the articles they put out on the big issues josh what's your number two uh my number two is the daily bugle um owned by none other than jonah j jameson um or j jonah jameson and whatever uh three j's triple j um he's a uh, pioneer in the print world um lovely mustache um something about him reminds me of carl bear's dad um, and it would definitely be that mustache. Um, he's your local news source for Spider-Man and the menace that he is to the city. Shout out to the Daily Bugle. Uh, my number two fave uh, five written news sources would be the Athletic. Um, I don't pay for the Athletic. I don't subscribe it. It's one of these bigger, you know, bigger. Um, uh, I don't know, websites, I don't think they put out physical papers, but one of these bigger uh, media companies that, you know, hides behind a paywall, but um, every once in a while you get some free articles, and there's different websites you can go through to read all their stuff for free anyways, but um, 
I've never read an uh, an athletic article that I didn't like. I mean, obviously, I'm mostly going to be reading about the Vikings, but uh, I find it to be less biased reporting than you'd expect. I've also read some interesting things about uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on there, and just you know, whenever people post them on you know the R NFL subreddit, it's pretty interesting stuff. So uh, the the athletic definitely does a good job. Not a good enough job to get my five bucks a month or whatever the subscription is, but um, I've never read an article from them I don't like. Josh, who's your number one? Faye Favre, written news source. All right, my number one, um, I had thought that you might put it above um, your number one, so it's going to be awkward that we have the same one, and I'm surprised it didn't make Carmel Bear's list, but I have Alex Jones's diary. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I just think that uh, everything that he does is worthwhile, and um, so the fact that he writes down all his show notes ahead of time in his personal diary and then posts it to his blog makes it uh, a very trustworthy news source. Gotcha. And I, for, uh, <laughs> Alex, Alex Jones, he's what a guy. I had one more honorable mention I forgot about. I really enjoy reading stuff on the SCOTUS blog. I enjoy following the Supreme Court from time to time. And I think the SCOTUS blog does a good job covering the Supreme Court. But my number one fave Favre written news source, Josh, is uh, is Vox. And so most people probably haven't read Vox themselves. But if they've, this company also does, if you've ever seen any of the Explained series on Netflix, they've got a bunch of them that are just general. They've got some more on crypto and, um, you know, all these different things. So if you've ever seen the explained series on netflix uh vox does that as well but um it's just a more modern way to understand the news i mean i think they do a really good job of taking what is or what are normally super complex stories and breaking them down in a way that i with a small brain can understand um and definitely as we're living in a generation of headlines and clicks and profits over context and substance i think um i think vox actually does a pretty pretty darn good job at uh cutting through the bs and actually educating me on what's going on with some of these deeper issues that i don't have the time to fully dive into myself so that's our fave five written news sources josh what's uh what are we doing next week um we are doing superhero movies yeah i mean i feel like the fans were crying that's why we only got one fan submission this week we're not going to have the greatest we're not going to only play the greatest hits guys we're going to have some fave fives that might make you think or make me uncomfortable but we'll go back to a greatest hit next week i suspect uh giving at least six submissions for superhero movies so if i don't hear from bradley and uh if i don't hear from bradley i'll be disappointed i'll put it that way why we already know that there's at least five batman movies out that's true and uh that other bullet there i'm gonna save that for one more week i think because we got to get out of here josh but um yeah i mean people who leave us voicemails similar to how they rewarded last year they will potentially be rewarded again and not in the same way uh probably in a less valuable way overall but uh and it's certainly unique in a certainly unique way so keep leaving us voicemails kids josh do you have any final words for the folks out there opacas Go pack, as he says. Don't forget to engage the show. You can join our Discord for a little 24-7 chit-chatting. You can do anchor.fm slash hoodpod to leave us voicemails for the fave five to potentially get uh, rewarded, wink, wink, or just leave us questions for the Fantasy Zone. If you'd like to kick it old school like Brian, you can leave us uh, emails at hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. You can also check out Josh's pet project, hiddenoaksoverdose.com. We appreciate that. Appreciate Jesse and Carmel for sticking around live the whole show. I don't know how you guys do it sometimes because I know we're not always the most interesting, but uh, let's get the hell out of here, Josh. You go enjoy your dinner, and we'll be back here at 7 p.m. for a little bonus content. We'll be talking Vikings, Packers, a deeper dive on fantasy, and a couple other things as well. So be back here at 7 if you want to hear that. Otherwise, you'll have to pay for it later. Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm going to go have a meatball marinara with ranch. Gross. Just kidding. Just meatballs. Bye. Bye.
embarrassing. Now I open Skype. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I know you want to stay, Josh. I get it. No. It's not in my... Stupid... Cool. <laughs> he finally figured it out. Oh, boy. Superhero movies next week. Carl Bear, I can only imagine you're going to have the most obscure shit on your list. Or maybe you'll take it seriously just to flex your movie chops, but um, that should be good Faye Farb next week. Superhero movies. Anyways, kids, I'm going to stop recording now. Get the hell out of here.